Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello and welcome to all our West Australian football fans for another edition of Around the Waffle. The state game's now behind us. We are now back into waffle action. It's round seven of the 2023 season and there are three cracking games that'll be coming your way as part of the weekend in waffle football. You are live on the Backchat YouTube channel or listening on wherever you get your podcasts. Paul Persick is my name. It's a great pleasure to have your company and sitting alongside me once again is Taylor Cowper, ready for another big weekend of waffle footy. How are you, TC? Huge weekend. We head up north as well. Right. Very far up north. Mm. Um, I wonder. Actually, I'm just going to look that up. I wonder what the weather's like up in Broome on Saturday for well, this game. Well, it's going to be warm apparently, yeah. around 30 degree temperatures, and they're, they're going to allow uh, 23 players to be played just to make sure all the players cope with the temperatures. Uh, and also, as well, I, I remember there was talk when this game was was going to be was announced that it was talk are uh, going to push the start time back. I'm surprised that they haven't considering that it is going to be a bit warmer up there. It Only is. 30 degrees. It's not massively warm, but yeah. um, it would have been nice to break up some of the waffle games a little bit. Might have had a bit of Saturday night viewing if you're a waffle fan. Absolutely. Yeah. They did that last year when they were yeah. over in uh, Northampton for the game between East from Fremantle now, and East Perth. You're calling this game. Yes, I am. But you're doing it from Perth. Yes. But I noticed that Sullivan Logistics, obviously massive partner of the Waffle. And Absolutely. Massive sponsor. They sent up, I think, two or three trucks I saw on the socials the other day. Mate, they could have put you in the back of a truck. You could have sat in there and called the game from up in Broome. Look, I'm not phased with uh, whether it be on-ground calls or remote calls. You know, I would have loved to have been on the ground. But you know the old saying, no matter how you do it, just do it. But still, it's going to be a great spectacle over opportunity, though, from a sponsorship point of view. To oh. send you up in the back of the truck, we probably could have filmed it, made a bit of a show out of it and pumped it out through the Waffle social media accounts and Paul Persick's truck diaries <laughs> <laughs> the travel Wait, from what, Perth to Broome and back what's it up there it's over a 15 hour drive isn't it it's like, like yeah, tw- t- more like yeah 15-16 hours given that yeah. you know now you're a lovely th- bloke but I don't think many people would be watching that <laughs> ah, no they wouldn't they, they wouldn't want to see a ham travelling through uh, from Perth to Broome probably not but thanks Sullivan uh, Sullivan, Sullivan Logistics of course sending all the stars saw them packing the trucks the other day sending a stack of stuff up there for these two sides to make sure they're as comfortable as they possibly can be up in Broome. Absolutely, and of course it is going to be a great spectacle over there and it's all following COVID and the devastating floods from ex-tropical cyclone Ellie which uh, severely impacted the region and it's a great job by the WAFC and both the teams that are being involved uh, Mm. to promote this game and to spread the appeal of the league around uh, community areas like Broome uh, which is a beautiful part of the world. Exactly right. No, really looking forward uh, to that game, Paul. And obviously both of those, we'll get into it soon, but both of those teams in very good form at the moment so be a bit of a clash of the type up north. Certainly will be. Second versus fourth on the ladder. We'll get into that in just a little bit. And in moments, West Perth Shane Nelson is going to have a chat with us to talk about his side's big game against Peel Thunder. By the way, those two games and every WAFL game can be streamed live, free and in full on the AFL app Saturday and Sunday. So make sure you get on that to see the best WAFL action. This is Around the Waffle. Taylor Cowper alongside Paul Persick. Now, another one of those big games in round seven that we mentioned is West Perth and Peel Thunder. First versus third on Mm. the WAFL ladder. Make no mistake about it, it is going to be an absolute good one. And we're delighted to say that one of their star midfielders is able to join us from the West Perth Football Club. In fact, uh, no, he hasn't. We just dropped uh, him. Yeah, we just dropped him. This is a huge game. There's a couple of really good games this round, Paul, and obviously the Peel and West Perth one is one of those as well. You look at Subiaco and Swan Districts, they both need some wins 
as well. So, yeah, huge games of footy this weekend. So really looking forward to seeing how these ones play out. And I'm really interested to see from Shane Nelson as well how, if you're an AFL... Actually, we'll get him on the line now. Shane, thanks for joining us, mate. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, what I wanted to ask Shane, and I just alluded to it a second ago... You can't tell me I'm wrong with this, but I reckon there's something about when a waffle side takes on, especially Peel, who's in form at the moment, they're aligned with an AFL club, there's extra eyeballs on them, everyone wants to see what these AFL players are playing like. Do you step it up a little bit in these games? Um, oh, not necessarily. I think um, I think every every time you run out in the field, it's always a it's always a tough game. But um, yeah, coming up against the uh, against the against some of the Dockers boys, they obviously want to prove a point and, and make their case to, to play in uh, to play for Frio. So um, I think we're always we're always ready and expecting that they're gonna come out and, and uh and attack the footy pretty hard. But yeah, there's no extra expectation on that. What's the pressure like uh, with your side at the moment going from the Hunters to the Hunted as, as reigning premiers this season? You've had a lot of tough games uh, in 2023, including some good wins, especially back in round five against East Fremantle and a couple of big wins that boosted your percentage. What, what's it like over there? Yeah, look, it's, it's something that we've had to obviously take on board this year. I mean, we've always tried to play the underdog card where, um, you know, we're, we're the team that's always chasing um, someone else and uh, it was the reverse, obviously, obviously the start of this year. So you know, we we know that teams are going to lift and, and try and knock us off. And um, but yeah, it's about it's about just trying to play your game and um, you know be the best that we can be as as a group and and continue to to play the sort of footy that that held us in good stead last year. Great start to the season by you guys as well, following off your form from obviously winning a premiership last year. Lost the two uh, with the winning of the four. Um, has anything changed? You alluded to it a little bit with Paul last year, but has anything tactically changed for you guys to stay at that pointy end of the ladder? No, not not really. I think um, you know we, we proved last year that the game the game style that we've been playing is, it can hold up, and um, I think at the start of this year we've probably been a little bit too patchy at times and, and haven't really played the, our best footy over four quarters and um, but then there's been times where we, where we have played some some really good footy and, and been able to put sides uh, away pretty early so um, it's about finding that balance now and, and trying to play consistent footy over four quarters and um, I think if we can start doing that then you know we'll keep ourselves in games you know for a lot longer. There's one player that I reckon is going to be under the microscope this week Keegan Knott, uh, West, one of West Perth's key forwards. He's been out with an ankle injury he's subjected to uh, a test before the game I've been hearing Shane. Will he uh, play against Peel Thunder on Saturday? Um, I think he I think he might. Um, he yeah, he's obviously gonna get through tonight's uh, training session and, and prove his fitness. Um, he's not the he's not the um, the most uh, the, the guy that um, that loves to train too much, so he's gonna have to play his case tonight I think and, and actually train the house down. So that'll be interesting to see. But um yeah, look I think uh, I think having that week off has, has helped him a lot and um, he's such a dangerous player for us, so so hopefully get him back this week would um, you know, be a big boost to to the forward line. Obviously, a massive game uh, this weekend against Peel, like you've mentioned. Um, how, how, obviously, at home, uh, does that play into it at all for you guys a little bit? I know you've created Arena Journal up to be a bit of a fortress for you guys. Um, yeah, what 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 do we what do we expect from this week's game? Yeah, look, I think playing at home's a you know is is where we love to play, but um, yeah, it probably hasn't been the fortress it has been this year. We've We've dropped a couple of games early, which, you know, it's unlike us to, to be able to do that. So, you know, we were trying to, you know, get our mojo back at home and, and play the sort of footy we know we can. But, um, yeah, look, we love playing at home. And, um, you know, the fans the fans uh, come out in, in force when we're playing at home. So, 
um, you know, if we can put on a, on a better performance than, than what we have done over the last few home games, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll hold us in good stead. Should be a ripper game against Peel Thunder on Saturday in June. Lop. Shane Nelson, we really appreciate your time Before here. Before you go, Shane, you're yep. going to get your third premiership this year or what? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, nice. That's that's the goal. But um, yeah, we've got a lot of work to do. But yeah, that's that's certainly the goal. There you uh, go. All the best, Shane. Thanks very much for your time, mate. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. Shane Nelson, one of our West Perth star midfielders, joining us here on Around the Waffle. What's he played? One hundred and sixty odd games. Two hundred and eleven. Oh wow, there you go. I was way off. But two time <laughs> Premiership player for West Perth, obviously winning uh, winning last year at, at Leaderville Oval. What a ripper game that was, by that the way. It was and twenty thirteen uh, under Billy Monaghan. Exactly as well. right. I remember that one at Subiaco Oval on a wet day. Yeah, um, fantastic to get Shane on the show. Thanks West Perth for uh, allowing him to be on. But yeah, a huge game this weekend. Certainly will be. And fans, you can catch that game and all others across round seven of the WAFL season, live, free and in full on the AFL app Saturday and Sunday. Of course, four games on Saturday, one on Sunday. This is Around the Waffle. Taylor Cowper alongside Paul Persick. Okay, TC, let's get right into the games. First one, Father McMahon Oval is the venue over in Broome for the first one. Yes, that's right. Claremont and East Fremantle. Both sides have injury doubts. Bailey Rogers, we know, is out as a result of suffering that ankle injury back in round six. It'll be another three weeks, uh, according to reports, before he can return. So too, East Fremantle. Still a bit doubtful about Jonathan Marsh, who uh, played despite a shoulder injury in uh, round six. Yeah, we spoke about this, Paul, didn't we? That we were surprised that he actually played in that state game. Yeah. Um, yeah, it will be a classic. I'm just looking at the time for this one. Starts at 2.05, the rest start at 2.10. I wonder why that is. I don't know. It's a very interesting thing by the footy commission. Um, but yeah, it will be a fascinating game. Claremont have been playing extremely good footy this year. They've obviously only, um, only dropped, well... Uh, only the, the one, one game against game. Subiaco. Yeah, so they've won five, lost one. Um, up in Broome, it's, it'll be interesting to see how both these teams go. There are no Eastern Mantle, obviously, usually travel up to uh, Northampton every year as well. You were lucky enough to go along to that one. But up in Broome, a little bit further, the weather's it's not going to be the same as what it is down here in Perth, obviously. So does that play a bit of a factor in this game? I would think so. A lot of attrition, as they say, is going to be a, a real key. It's going to be down to who is the more fitter side, uh, especially when you're battling it out in those temperatures temperatures for four quarters and for East Fremantle in particular this is another chance to prove why they can beat the top sides I mean they had they had a bit of a downer against West Perth they got back into it by beating Subiaco and now they're coming up against a side who they have won two of their last three meetings including a qualifying final last year so I reckon Claremont will just have a few eyes at the back of their heads knowing that East Fremantle's had a bit of the wood on them in recent times Uh, but they lost the last one though they did, the preliminary final. Yeah, um, at New Choice Homes Park, the last game that, that was obviously there. But that was because uh, East Fremantle had a couple of late withdrawals. That did. F- that felt like a kick in the guts I to I remember them. watching that game uh, in Melbourne, actually, on my phone and was pretty disappointed as an East Fremantle man. <laughs> but um, no, it, it will be a fascinating game, this one. Uh, East Fremantle, obviously, they've lost the last two against these guys that finals week, round one last year as yep. well. And then obviously the preliminary final as well. So it'll be an interesting... No, sorry, they won. East from they won, won the qualifying final. They did, and then they lost... I was, lost yeah, two weeks so later. They should have won the second one as well, especially at that New Choice Home Park, which they played the first one at as well. Yeah. So yeah, it will be a fascinating game this one, and we'll go through our tips soon, but it will be a cracker. Who wins though? Are we going to go through yep. that now? Game by game. Uh, I'm going to go... Whew, Claremont are on top of the ladder at the moment for, uh, between these two sides. 
Yeah, I'm going to go Claremont. I'm going the other way. I'm going to okay. say East Fremantle. I, I was originally going to go with Claremont, but I didn't have much conviction, especially with the out of Bailey Rogers. I think he, he, his, his uh, absence from that side is going to have a massive hole in Claremont's midfield, even if you push Jai Bolton back, because he's been playing a little bit of midfield half-back yeah. in the last couple of games. And especially with East Fremantle, Milan Murdoch in prime form, and you've also got a couple other big midfielders that can really step up. You know who's got a lift can. for East Freo? Hugh Dixon. Hugh Dixon. Done nothing this year. I'd have to say. Yeah, he really needs to lift in this game if they're going to do it, especially with John O'Mars. We don't know what he's what his output's going to be on Saturday, but he has got to lift to you. Certainly has to. He certainly has to. It will be a great game. Second game on Saturday, West Perth and Peel Thunder. First versus third over at Pentanet Stadium in June. Up the Falcons. Got the wood over the Thunder in recent times. They've won the last six, but they'll have to uh, really be uh, on the lookout for guys like Brody Wem and Carl Warner. Yeah, like you mentioned, first versus third in this one, Paul. Um, West Perth have dropped the two, with Peel Thunder only losing the one. This will be a fascinating game as well. Like We've got great rounds of footy oh. over the last couple of weeks and really looking forward to the next month as well. Obviously, we've got two derbies next weekend as well. So a lot of exciting footy to preview and review coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, West Perth, they're a great side. They obviously had a couple of players that went over and played in the state game. So it, it'll be fascinating one. We spoke to Shane, obviously, before. He's expecting a couple of players to come back into this side. So at home for me, I think uh, even though they've dropped a few there this year, West Perth at home, I think West Perth are going to be too good for Peel Thunder. They're going to want to um, just get rolling back at Pennanet Stadium. Yeah, I'd have to say, yeah, West Perth for me. But I don't think it's going to be by that much. Don't expect it to I don't be a walk ag- in the I park. Agree. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be, it'll be a few goals either way. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the game's going to be won inside 50 because both sides have got strong depth inside their forward 50. But if Keegan not returns for West Perth, that's going to boost it even further. 100%. But even even if he doesn't play, I still think West Perth can do it, especially with Tyler Keitel. He needs to be back in form as well. And Mitch Dobson as well. Mitch Dobson, it was a little bit up and down in the state game uh, mm. over there at the Adelaide Oval. And Tyler Keitel, how he wasn't selected for WA is beyond me. But I reckon he can prove the state selectors wrong with a big performance on totally Saturday. Totally agree. The other person, just to bounce back, to that other game quickly, Claremont and East Fremantle, Jack Buller. He yeah. was probably a step too slow, I reckon, yeah. in that state game. He's going to stand up from a forward point of view for Claremont too. This one's going to be an interesting one. Our next game on Saturday at Leaderville Oval, Subiaco and Swan Districts. Now, both Subiaco and Swan Districts have got injury trouble. Swan Districts a little more worse, so they are still missing Christopher Jones, who is out with, a, uh, with, a, with, an, uh, with an injury. But Subiaco, they're still awaiting Lee Kitchen. They are missing his experience at the moment. And to be completely honest with you, Subiaco, even though they've got some good wins on the board, I'm Still not completely convinced. I think they win this one on Saturday, though. I've got just got a feeling about it. They set fifth at the moment. Swan Districts. They've only won the one game for a year for the year. Should so be far. more than one to be it honest. Should. With you. And if you're a Swan District supporter sitting looking at the fixtures now, looking at the last six rounds of footy at the start of the season, you would have had three or four of those penciled in as a win. Mm. Dropping those two ones. We've spoken it about a, a lot during this. Um, during this podcast, Paul. And that one against Claremont in particular where they led by some five goals. But those ones that they lost at home, um, they really, really hurt them. They they played great footy usually at Bassanine Oval. And that's the thing, in, in some of those games, they, they were playing good footy. Mm. So you'd want to see them do that again. Subiaco, we've spoken about them a lot. They've got some really great players. Their midfield is is looking good. We, we questioned why Zach Clark wasn't in the state side. Um, when you're averaging over 40, dispos- uh, 40 hit-outs... 
a lot of them to advantage as well. You question why I wasn't in the state side. But yeah, for me in this one, I think Subiaco are going to get the uh, wood over uh, Swan Districts in this one. I'm calling for an upset. I'm saying the Swans. Okay, so we are tipping very, very differently this round we so are. far, I'm, I'm I'm trying to get ahead of you in the tipping competition. You're still ahead by three, and yes. I'm itching to get that margin trimmed Well, down. and I haven't had a chance to say that state game. I should have. Why did I not change my tip? Should have gone for South Australia, but that's all right. So you're going Swan District. I'm going the Swans. Calling an upset, especially if you've got Jesse Turner continuing to be in red-hot form. But they also have to have the likes of Brandon Urseg containing Subiaco's usually strong forward line. If Urseg has a big game, so too Palmer and Turner. It'll go a long way for the Swans to get the chocolates in this one. I agree. What's the next game? What are we looking at next? Fourth game is South Fremantle and Perth at Fremantle Oval on Saturday. South Fremantle, they just got to keep on winning because their season is still in danger. They'll have that two-game deficit hanging over their heads. They should pencil this one for a win, but Perth have given the dogs a little bit of a fright in a couple of games in recent times. 100%. How lucky is South Fremantle that they only sit, they sit basically equal with East Perth at the moment. One game at the moment outside the eight, really. Uh, Subiaco, they sit four and two at the moment. South Fremantle, three and three. Um, so they are starting to kind of how along. Your mm-hmm. idea about them getting into the finals this year looks like it might be coming off, Paul. So you'd be pretty happy about that. They've got to keep on winning. They've got to keep on winning. And this one is a winnable game for them this weekend. Perth, obviously, they've only won the one game for the year at Fremantle Oval. They play extremely good footy there uh, to South Fremantle. So in this one, I think South Fremantle are just going to be too good. And they'll be starting to put a bit of pressure on the top five now, I reckon. Yeah, I'll say South Fremantle as well. Maybe by about six goals. Perth, to their credit, have been competitive. They haven't been getting the wins on the board, but in the last couple of games, they have been competitive. Yeah. And so I reckon they'll really give uh, the dogs a real test over there at Fremantle Oval. But South Fremantle's class, experience, especially with Toby McQuilkin, who played a great game in the state uh, state encounter against South Australia, yeah. finding himself regularly on half-back, but also at times along the wing as sure. well. I reckon that could be vital for South Fremantle, as well as an increased forward presence. You need the likes of Vessels, Archie, and Donaldson to regularly find the goals. You know what? If South Fremantle win this game and East Fremantle drop their game against Claremont, <laughs> they both sit. They both sit equal heading into that derby next Monday. Oh, yes. It's going to be an interesting one. That will lead to a fascinating yeah. game at the Wacko. I can't wait for that one now yeah. on WA Day. It's going to be a ripping encounter. And then the final game on Sunday at Mineral Resources Park. This will not only be live on the AFL app, but also live on Channel 7 as oh, well. It's game. the West Coast Eagles taking game. on East <laughs> Perth. Uh, a clash of uh, the current Eagles versus the former alignment. Yes, uh, could uh, they couldn't have picked a better game to broadcast this weekend on oh. 7. Uh I'm not going to say much about this one. I just think East Perth get the win here. Easy. Yeah, East Perth, no doubt about that. And and I have to say, there is a player from East Perth that has a huge point to prove after missing out on state selection, Tom North. I mean, he is regularly in uh, at the as the top ball getter for East Perth. He's usually around the 30 disposals, but he does so much more, especially down back. So he, even though it's against West Coast, mm. he still has a massive point to prove for that game and why he didn't get state selection. And the other thing is, well, East Perth are now three on the trot. Mm. So if they lost this one, which they're not going to do, they would have been four. They're just sitting outside the top five at the moment. Mm. So a win here, depending on how some other fixtures fall, uh, they could f- fall back into the top five as Same well. Same thing goes for them. If they win their game, which is a guarantee, and West Perth drop their game against Peel Thunder, that WA Day Derby at Leaderville is going to be an absolute spicy encounter. Now, exactly right. But we need to just touch on something here. The fact that we are calling this game a guaranteed win to East Perth, now, this is nothing about East Perth. This is any team that comes up against the uh, West Coast 
purely says to me that something needs to be done. Something has to be the done. The fact that we are calling it, a, you don't call many games as a guarantee. Absolutely. You looked at the uh, Hawth, from an AFL point of view, Hawthorne and West Coast last week, the fact that West Coast lost by the margin that they did. Guarantees are nothing in footy, but the fact that we are saying that this is a guarantee that they're going to lose week in, week out at a waffle level says that something needs to be done. Not not only on the field, but also behind the scenes 100%. as well, whether it be via the power brokers or the coaching staff. Something has to desperately be done at West Coast to avoid this continual run of horror that they've had over the last couple of years. 100%. So we'll watch, hopefully, uh, towards the end of this season and, and, and the off-season, they make some changes there. They just need to be more competitive. Absolutely. They just need to be way more competitive I can see it happening later on in the year. You get a West Perth, you get a Peel Thunder that rests a whole stack of players against them. It stuffs up the percentage. It just, it's just not good for the competition. Absolutely. Of course, we'll wait and see how it all comes about on Sunday when they do take on East Perth at Mineral Resources Park. We've gone two different teams, TC, and I'll be itching to get only one point behind you <laughs> after, the, after the next round of footy. We'll see how it goes. It'll be a great round. Make no mistake about it. You know, t- three great games in Broome, Joondalup, and at Leaderville. You know, those those three games, even though we've made our tips, you know, for the for the fans out there, it's it's a hard couple of games to pick, make no mistake about it. You yeah. know, with finals ramifications and with the WA Day weekend coming up, which I reckon is gonna be one that's gonna really separate the best from the rest in the twenty twenty three season. Hundred percent. It's gonna be an exciting round of footy. Make sure you watch it through the AFL app, of course. Get down to a game. If you're locally around, you wanna see some really, really good footy, make sure you have a look through the Waffle uh, website or app and find out where one of those other games are and get down and watch some footy. Absolutely and support your team. It's always vital where our local teams are supported here in Western Australia. TC, great job as always. I'll see you on Tuesday to review the round. Oh, looking forward to it. Thank you, TC. And thank you to all our listeners and viewers that have been uh, listening on this edition of Around the Waffle. We look forward to your company on Tuesday to review Round 7 and look ahead to the WA Day weekend in Round 8. Make sure you keep us uh, followed on your socials as well, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Give us a big thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. And you can catch every episode on where you get your podcast or on the Backchat YouTube channel. We'll see you next time for Around the Waffle. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.